Friends, before we jump into the show today, I wanted to let you know about a couple of things I've got coming up that you can be a part of in real life. First of all, Theology Beer Camp is back October 19th through the 21st in Springfield, Missouri. Go register now and use offer code Kevin Garcia Godpod. Yes, the entire thing, Kevin Garcia Godpod, to save $25 off your registration. It's in 70 days. It's going to be so effing fun. I had a ton of fun last year. It's a bunch of live podcast recordings with a bunch of wonderful people all while drinking some really delicious craft beer. Like, So if beer's your thing or just hanging out with other nerdy people who want to talk about spiritual shit, this could be for you. Other thing I'm going to be doing, I'll be at the QCF, that's the Q Christian Fellowship National Conference happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the first weekend of January. I'm going to be doing a workshop and hopefully doing a little unofficial book release party. So if you want to come, you can go to qchristian.org and get signed up for the conference there. I love you so much. Let's get into the show. You are listening to an irreverent media podcast. Go to irreverent.fm in your web browser to find more dope-ass podcasts like this. Now on to the show. Hi, gang. Welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives. I'm Kevin. I curate this space, but you know that we're going to get on to the announcements for the show. If you've been deconstructing your faith for a good minute and you're asking the question, what the hell do I do now that I've pulled apart everything I believe and now I'm in a place where... Uh, I don't know what to believe, or maybe I have no idea where to start. I know that I don't believe those things. I know I don't want to be a part of those churches, but I have no idea how to move on uh, past my pain. I don't know how to process the trauma. I don't know how to create boundaries. I don't know how to move through the world with ease. If that sounds at all like you, if you're someone who wants to be on your spiritual path after you've left Christianity, but you don't know how to do it, hi girl, I'm Kevin. I might be your spirituality coach this fall. So what you can do, go to thekevingarcia.com slash cohort. Check out all the information about the Spiritual Recovery Cohort. It's a 10-week one-to-one coaching program, group coaching program, and daily practice curriculum that's going to get you from a place of feeling spiritually stuck and, you know, if you feel dead on the inside, to figuring out what the hell is going to make you bloom. What is going to make you come alive? What's the thing that you're going to do every single day to reconnect to that sense of well-being and love? If that sounds like something that you're looking for, you can go to thekevingarcia.com slash cohort, fill out the application, get on my calendar, and we'll talk soon, baby. Um, Yeah, only 15 spots remain. We kick off September 11. Applications are due August 30th. Done with that. Today on the podcast, I am bringing you my friend Grace aka gg aka healing hearts 555 if you're following her on the gram i came across her tiktok and i've just been loving her content and the way that she is helping people heal and in this conversation we talk about our background with christianity we talk about how we how seminary is not the move for most people and how we found our our calling as uh you know teachers of god and people who love and want to follow jesus as best as you can follow somebody who died 2000 years ago people who want to be intersectional in our work. It was just a fabulous conversation. And if you want to watch the whole conversation, you can go over to my YouTube channel and watch it there. Um, But yeah, that's all I've got to say. So why don't you go ahead and grab yourself something to drink and uh, settle in. Send this to a friend. Oh, 
And of course, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a rating because it's helpful. And then go follow me and Grace on social media. Now let's get to the show. This is my conversation with my TikTok friend, Grace. But let's start off with, hi, who are you? How do you introduce yourself to people these days? Um, that's very difficult because I try not to have to talk to people. No, um, but <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm Gigi. Um, I'm like literally stumbling through life, learning that my life is the message. And so like what I go through, what I've gone through is what I try to like teach people so that they like have a flashlight in their own darkness. And so like. That is literally how I introduce people because I'm neurodivergent and I will just dump my whole life on you. So that's okay. Let me tell you, I've got the autobiography. Tell you, okay. Let me tell you, but no, like I'm Gigi. I'm like, I have degrees and things, but like none of it really tells you like who I am and what I'm really about, um, except for what I paid thousands of dollars to be in debt for like so like none of that tells you anything about me i got the same I got letters after my name that don't fucking okay. mean a thing a thing uh, and it's like i just i just am and like because i just am i'm just trying to help people also be just am <laughs> like just be human again like i want us all to just be human again and so I just, that's what I say. I say my name and then I give my whole spiel, my whole TED talk about my life. Um, But yeah. (laughs) I love that. I think that's also like, hopefully like most people when they can recognize that you can just be human and it's enough and you can just get to chill. And also within that means you get to ask for help. It means that you get to fuck up and come back. Yes. There's just, um, what I love about like watching you is like, I think you're somebody who understands uh, how grace works. And by that, I mean like you understand that like, doesn't matter like if you fuck up a thousand times, it doesn't matter how low the bank account gets. It doesn't matter how high it gets, how famous you are. Or like your worth is here at the core. It is. Yeah, it is. And I just, Like the other day I was really getting down because there's like a lot of changes happening in my life. And so I was really getting down and then someone stitched my video and was like, cause I was, I was crying because I was like, I'm turning 30 and it wasn't like, Oh, I'm turning 30. I'm getting so old. It was, I'm turning 30. Holy crap. I've survived everything in my life and holy crap. And so someone stitched my video and they were like, I'm glad you survived because you taught me to be human. And I swear to God for two hours, I was just sitting in my floor weeping because like, I was like, when I started this journey of like opening up my life to be the message, I was like, I just want you people to understand that it's great to be human. It's great. It's wonderful. Like you get a whole lot of freedom and liberation when you divest yourself from any sort of supremacy and just return yourself to being human. Mm. And so like her saying that was like, uh, <laughs> ugly cry. Um, because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I put like, ooh. when, when was like the moment for you, like in your journey where it was like, 
you just realize, oh, this is what it's about. Like, this is like, like, how did you arrive at the idea that A, my life is the message and the message is it's great to be human. It's wonderful to be alive. It, it's crazy because it was like, after I dropped out of seminary. Yeah, because... seminary dropout. <laughs> if I couldn't switch my degree from an MDiv to an MAPT and finish within like the year, I would have been gone. Yeah. No questions asked. Gone. No, I get, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. I was just like, I, I was like, God, I feel like you're calling me to tell people something. And so I was like, okay, I guess that means you're calling me to be this like pastor person. So I went there and I was like, I can't find you here. I cannot find you here. And he was like, like God was like, leave, <laughs> then leave. Get like, out. Your whole, your whole goal is not to get another degree or obtain some sort of accolade. Your goal is to live and be you. And so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with just living and being me? And it was like, you're going to tell people what that's like. You're going to face up the trauma that you've been through. You're going to face up the pain that you have caused. You're going to do all of these things and you're going to go through them. And then you're going to turn around and tell people you can be on the other side of these things. You can heal from these things. You can make a freaking mistake or 11 and still be okay and still it's not about whether you're good or bad it is about whether you are actively trying to love yourself and the people around you and so it's like your life is the message and I need you to show the message and I'm like god this is gunky over here like I done did some stuff like I'm in recovery like are you sure you want people to know this and I'm like do it show people what it's like to face up their problems and to be whole and to be human. Mm. And that was just like, I was like, okay, I mean, if you say so, like, I feel like I could probably be like a fashion model or something, you know, something cooler than that. Yeah, and so I was like, shut up, do what I told you to do. <laughs> like, like, oftentimes that's it. Like, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm just like, I was like, there are people for whom like they have religion, but they're not on a spiritual path. And then there are those of us mm-hmm. who are on a spiritual path who like, we're like we're not devoid of religion, so to speak, but it's just right. a like right. We're more serious about the call of God than we ever were inside of institutions. So much more serious about it. So much more serious about it because it's it's like I I was hearing it. Like I I had come to realize that I had been hearing uh, like God and my ancestors like talking to me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it just came to a point, like, it was literally after I left the church. When I turned 18 and I was no longer forced to go to the church anymore that I had gone, uh, had grown up in, I started to more and more hear the voice of God and p- the, the guidance of the people that he sends, you know, to, like, be in your path and everything like that. And so, like, it honestly took deinstitutionalizing myself, but not completely stepping away from like what I was taught um Mm -hmm. like I always like to like bring up like in second grade they would ask us in like Sunday school it was like why do you want to follow Jesus and I was like I have two reasons 
<laughs> even back then, I, that's why I feel like I knew the ancestors were talking to me back then. But I was like, I have two answers to that. One, if Jesus is king of kings, that makes me a princess and I want to be a freaking princess. Okay. I, that. That's it. That, okay. Okay. That's number one. And number two, Jesus was kind to everybody he came across, like everyone. Like it didn't matter if they were sick. It didn't matter if they were whatever. Like Jesus loved them. And I like that. And so like when I like reevaluated my life again and I like came across that, I was like, nah, same, same, same. I'm still going to keep the princess thing. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kid. You got it. And so, like, that just became, like, the basis of, like, my new spiritual walk because I didn't really find it within the walls of a lot of churches that I was going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was kind of like, you know, that struggle where it's like, do I, like, am I Christian? Do I love God? Why can't I find him, like, where I'm supposed to be finding him? And so it's like, it's it was definitely, whew. Like, <laughs> it was definitely a great thing to, like, get away from that, but still understand my relationship with God and my faith. Mm-hmm. That has been one of the biggest questions I've had for so long about myself is, like, because <clears throat> I have friends of mine who I would say, like, the most annoying thing about them is that they're still Christian. I'm just like, but you don't mm-hmm. all the, like, you identify this way, but you don't act like all the assholes. You don't act like the evangelicals and you don't act like the institution. In fact, I would say a lot of your practices are anti-institution anyways. And I'm wondering, right. what the fuck are you still doing there? Like, why? I don't why? get it. And that's fine. I don't have to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's like, that's my own thing. I'm just like, there's a part of me that feels maybe a touch of jealousy because I'm just like, I wish mm-hmm. that I could just be okay enough to be there still. But like, yes. I don't, at this season of my life, like, I just don't find it. Like I, I, I even in the most progressive churches, even in like the really, really mm-hmm. cool, like queer led, trans led, black led churches. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is like, this is too much of a box still, even for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, it can be difficult because like you want to gather with like, like-minded people. And so it's like, I'm not ever going to go back to the church where I grew up because a, like he was like constantly preaching homophobia, constantly preaching misogynoir and misogyny. Like it it was awful. So I would never return to that church, but like it does suck sometimes to like be the sort of spiritual person where you can't really find yourself Mm. where you thought you were supposed to be able, and I think that's the thing where it's like, I thought I was supposed to be finding myself like among like souls here, you know? And it's like, I've never felt that within walls of like a lot of churches. And so I had to, like, it was a have to leave, a have to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, I wrote a sermon um, using Matthew 22, 39, and it was talking about how you love yourself as, or love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote an entire sermon about how that makes self-love the most important love. Mm -hmm. Because if you are to fulfill this law, then you have to love yourself first in order to show it to somebody else. And my professor was like, no, I don't think you're getting the message here. And I was like, no, I don't think you're getting the message here. Your your professor just straight up said, 
know that's like a wrong was, understanding of that passage? It was like, that's not the interpretation that is, oh, the, the words they use, traditional, typical. Um, sometimes they would say this was incorrect or whatever. Um, and just different things like that that just made me realize that like, I sought my spirituality to believe in something higher than myself, to be held accountable to the love and the kindness that I thought I was supposed to be showing up on this earth. And so if you're telling me that that's wrong, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Because absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it was more of a, see me after class. Let's talk about this. And it was like. Coffee. And talk about your gay friends, you know? Okay. Okay. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, I I never had thankfully I never had that kind of experience in seminary like I think I had a really cool number of professors who were like they got that I was the weirdo of the group and were still like <laughs> like my like they said that I remember I had to uh, submit a statement of faith for like this like midway review point right and my first opening sentence was is I don't believe in God <laughs> so, so like I believe and they were like, what is, I said, but like, this is what I do believe. And so like, I can talk about those things and like, but just like I said, if we understand God as this thing out here, as, as this personality right. outside of you and me, as something outside of the love that I'm meant to share and experience, then like, we're not talking mm-hmm. about the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing. And I found it and... hard to be in a space like that because like we were sitting around in theology class asking questions that really, to me, were of no value to the present moment yes yes because it was like when I first like got the idea that I was like you know what I think I'm gonna do this I think I'm gonna do this I there were a few like people throughout history that I was looking to like Polly Murray um who I think by today's standards would probably be considered Mm non-binary um she was or or she because She's since passed on, but um, she was this queer, black, oh, I cannot remember which denomination she was under, but she was an incredible, uh, like, preacher and teacher. And then I looked to Martin Luther King, who a lot of people only see as, like, the civil rights leader, but it was like, he was also a pastor and a preacher. And so one of his sermons that I always hold dear to my heart, that I always keep with me, It's his sermon on the drum major instinct. And because in that sermon, he took the word of God and said, then how can you be in Vietnam fighting if this is the nation that you are calling a Christian nation? My God. I was like, yes. Like, it it is the word. It is applicable to the time. Like, this is what sermon should be. And so it was like when I started writing my own sermons, it was like, I know a lot of people out there are struggling with trauma, trauma from childhood, trauma from capitalism, trauma from white supremacy, just trauma. And so it can be so hard with all that trauma to like find a way to love yourself or to see the good in other people. And so it's like through white supremacy, we have been taught that like, we are these like fundamentally awful creatures who only get worse and other people are bad and it's, oh, I hate people and all of these things. And it's like, 
no, no. Like, yes, there are going to be those among us who need just like a quick thump to the forehead. What you doing? But like, at the same time, people have been made through white supremacy and capitalism to be a certain way. But things that are taught or and, and learned can be unlearned. Yeah. And so like, it's, it became so important to me that we understood that like, we're supposed to love ourselves. Like we're not supposed to hate ourselves because growing up in a, a Baptist church, like, oh, you know, we're all sinners and we're all this and we're all that. And it's easy to hate yourself. Like it's easy to hate yourself. Yeah, because like I mean, when you think like, you're a terrible person. Yeah, because that's what's taught. And it's it's all like when I strip back all of the like the bad theology that is handed to so many of us, it is all predicated on us being sinful bad people, God being angry, violent, and explicitly male. <laughs> right. And um all of us lining up to to cosign. Yeah, and, that's what it is. And we don't, and we're told there is no other option under penalty of eternal conscious burning. Burning, exactly, and like, exactly. And then when I think about like, I mean, when I was like at nine years old, I had this like delicious mystical experience and also understanding of the person of Jesus and the spirit of love mm-hmm. that he carried. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need much beyond that. But like, it was like, then it was like from my tr- once I said yes, they said okay. Now you got to layer on the virtue. Now you got to yep. like these are the practices that are going to make you a good person. Also, stop being so dramatic. Stop being so girly. This is how you be a boy. This is how you be a man that after God's own heart. This is how you be a Proverbs uh-huh. thirty-one woman. This is how you be a submissive wife. Yeah. Um, and this is how you say good. And then, I mean, it worked until I grew like into my own conscious, until I grew into my own right. sexuality. And. T- like that, it's just like it's like you're, and like the the thing is like even in like when I first started noticing my queerness, I never mm-hmm. had a problem with it, and I knew that God didn't have a problem on it. But then I was made to believe that Jesus did, and that yeah, extension God did, and and it's all it's and it, to think how I gave up my entire life over something that just wasn't true. That just wasn't true. And it was like, there were so many points like that I was just like, I don't understand how that can be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, because like people were always like, oh yeah, God hates this and you can't be this and be a Proverbs 31 woman and be all of these things and be all of these things. And it was like getting me to hate myself mm-hmm. in order to be the Christian that they needed me to be was very much for their benefit. Like, because when I hate myself, that theology was like something I could cling to. I could cling to it. And so like, there came a point in my life where God was like, God literally thumped me on the forehead. It was a very painful time in my life where God was like, you've got to stop or you're going to die. Like not going to die as I'm going to take you out of the world. Like you're not going to love yourself and you're going to come to a point where you can no longer take the not loving yourself. And so I was like, okay, tell me what you want to do because I feel like I've been doing it right my whole life. Like this is how the people before me did it. This is how I'm supposed to do it. And like the message that was given to me was you can hide behind the worship of Christ, but you cannot hide behind the emulation of him. You can say, I worship Jesus. So (laughs) 
I worship Jesus, so this is why I am the way I am. But you say I act like Jesus, and this is the way I am, and that don't line up. Love that don't line somebody. up. Okay, that do not line up. If you say that you are emulate, if you are being like Christ. Mm-hmm. And you don't act like him. I don't see how you're being like him. Like, <laughs> like, like if you are a mean girl, if you're mean to people, and you also are going to church on Sunday and you're raising your hands and you're getting all like you know spiritually euphoric high, and mm-hmm. getting your fire insurance, and yet the way that you talk online, the way that you uh, vote, the way that you talk about queer people, black people, trans people women, um, immigrant, like, it's just like, love is, there's a line from A Course in Miracles I love that says, love is evident and so is hate. Like, and and it's so evident. And that's the thing, it's just like, even a child understands what is loving and what is not loving. Mm-hmm. And if a child, mm-hmm. like that to me, I'm just like, that's why I think Christ even said, unless you become like these children and I'm just children. to see it. Cause like they're like, mm-hmm. A, they don't have they're not playing a game the game mm-hmm. the only games they're playing are like you know you know game actual games for funsies right but they're not playing right. a social game they're not trying to right. they have no power to manipulate they just know what love yeah. is and right all this time we were like it's just like most of the time we've been trained to believe that what it like what is painful what is suffering what is limiting we've been trained to think that that's love we've been trained to think yep. that like self-deprecation Oh, what does it say in A Course in Miracles? It says that you, like, it says you are the light of the world. And it says that the ego would say that this is uh, a lack of humility. But what the ego mistakes uh, for humility is actually self-debasement. We Ooh. think that humility is self-debasement and making myself yeah. not just small, but insignificant. Insignificant. Completely insignificant. Because it's like... I had a very mystical, magical experience when I was around nine years old as well. Um, my my family actually went to hike this mountain in Tennessee. Um, and at the time, I couldn't really put into words, like, what I was feeling. But, like, I was in, like, we climbed to the top and I was in awe. I was like, holy crap. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, I realize that, like, I was created with the same beauty and majesty of this. At the same time, I exist as this. And what an incredible, like, significant making moment of, like, humanity that was for me. And I didn't understand that at nine. But, like, something in me felt it, but I could not express those words. And so it was, like, one of the things that... Um, like when I was like starting my walk, I was like, okay, like I need to stop cursing. I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. I need to stop doing this. And God was like, why don't you let me remove from you what I need in order for you to continue upon my plan for you? Because remember, I have plans for you to prosper and I'm going to keep that promise to you. And that's, so I know that's what I tell to every woman who ever comes to me seeking religious advice about like yeah. a relationship or a man. I'm like, listen to me and listen to me very closely. When God asked me to submit to his will, he showed me what he can do. If that man is asking you to submit to his will, you he better show you what he can do, okay? Because that is that that's a point blank period. That's a point blank period. Like it, it, that, okay, show me what you can do. Show me what you can do. 
And so like, God was like, just continue living your life and I will remove from you what is hindering you from getting on, you know, through this path. And I was like, okay, that sounds easy enough. And it was terrifying. (laughs) It was, I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I literally was like, okay, I don't, I don't like this. I'd rather give up cursing. I'd rather give up anything else. (laughs) Not this, not this, not this. Um, Because it was a lot of years of asking really hard questions about myself. Like, it was like, a very traumatic event happened that kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And it was like, or could have changed the trajectory of my life. And so it was like, God was like, in this moment, I am shielding you. I need you to, to, to decide which path you really want to take. I need you to decide right now, because right now your life is in, it's always in my hands, but like right now, it's really in my hands and I need you to decide whether or not you really truly want to continue on the path you're going Mm -hmm. or set a new course. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to set, like, I'm going to set a new course. I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to actually, you know, (laughs) walk with some faith. I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to help others. Like I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't regret for a single second um, making that choice. Um, especially given what could have happened to my life. (laughs) Um, But also like, uh, but like it was time for me to sort of stop being the person that I thought I was going to be and start being the person that I should have been or the person that I will become and will be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, I cut off my parents. Like I, my whole life, completely kind of just changed like it was like there are certain things and spaces that felt no longer comfortable to stay in and I had to go I had to go and so like I said I don't regret it it has been very difficult at times but like my faith is like has never been small it's never been small since I was a child and everyone was telling me that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't this, I wasn't that, I wasn't this, I had to be this, I couldn't be this, mm-hmm. uh, behave like a girl, act like this, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, there was still something in me that said that there's some good out there somewhere and I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was like, if I had that faith before I really knew what faith was, now that I can be mm-hmm. faithful, I need to choose that faith. Now that I can be faithful and really understanding what it means to be faithful. What it means. Exactly. Like the, exactly. Faithfulness is blind devotion to the to the man and to the system and to mm-hmm. every single thing that is designed to kill us. Yep. Like yep. and we're supposed to think, oh, I'm suffering. I'm doing it right. If I'm, I'm doing it right. If I feel bad. When I'm doing my Christian, when I'm doing my Christianing, if I feel bad doing it, I, right. I must be doing it right. I must be doing the good Christian thing. It is. Um, that's <laughs> one of my favorite musicals is Memphis, and there's just like a line in there where um, the mom was like, "Yes, I'm being a good Christian," and then the son replies, "Why do good Christians always annoy me?" And I'm like, "Oh, a question, a question." <laughs> This is like how how do I count the ways 
I'm just oh. like, I'm just like the people, I was like, I want to talk to the people who like, it's like the people who claim, like they say, I am a Christian and they're, I'm like, are you sure? Right? Because I like you so much. And it's very confusing for me. <laughs> and yet, what I think is very strange also for myself is like, I keep ending, not like ending up, but I like, I'm going to this thing called Theology Beer Camp this year. And it's a bunch Ooh. of like pod, like bunch of like progressive Christian podcasts and people who like beer getting together. Um, I had a fun time last year and I'm, you know, they're inviting me to come to a podcast. I'm just like, I like that. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, and it's like, you know, mostly like pro- progressive and, you know, I don't know if I'm a Christian anymore kind of people, but I still want to be around spiritual community. I'm like, that's the person I'm going to go hang out with. Yeah. And then I'm also going yeah. to yeah. the Q Christian Fellowship Conference in January, which is like explicitly Christian. Um, because like, I still have people who are in my audience there. And I'm like, right. I keep ending up somehow like in these like Christian adjacent spaces where it's like, I... I don't know what I don't know what to do with that. Sometimes I get annoyed with it. Mostly, yes, 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 yes. absolutely, absolutely. Because it's like I I came to the realization that it's like you call yourself whatever you want, but you're not living by the by whatever. It's not. It's not it. It's not it. Like you cannot. At the end of the day, I am here to just let people know that hey you know maybe you shouldn't do that and call yourself a christian because like you may think like the reckoning of people is bad but you're going to have to stand and face whatever you've done in this life whomever whatever you believe is waiting for you whether it's like being reincarnated whether it's heaven or hell i personally don't believe in that but like whatever it is you have done Mm -hmm. you will have to stand and face that and so if you for a any single second think that like not loving another human being or not following the rules laid out for you in the word that you call that you're following, you're going to have a whole lot to deal with. Just like me, like you do realize that if you're saying you worship God and you're doing the exact opposite of what he asked, that's not going to be good for your soul, homie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we're over here trying to help you out. Okay, like, like I'm trying to help you. I'm just like I have like I was like I've been where you are. I know the standards. I know the rules, and I know that you're not following them. You're not following them. You're not, and it's not like that's the thing. Like, and we're gonna obviously talk about the book a little bit later, but like that's the thing. Kindness beyond like like yourself is not something that's just easily done. Like especially not given the world we've been conditioned to believe like we're supposed to be like kindness to yourself and to others is not an easy thing to do. And so like when people are like, Oh yeah, I, I totally like practice and do all of this other stuff. And it's like, if I cannot put your name into first Corinthians, then I need you to check yourself. If I cannot say for myself, Gigi is patient, Gigi is kind, Gigi does not do, please God, don't strike me down for not knowing the rest, but still. uh, Rejoice in evil, but rejoices with the truth. You know, Gigi, uh, what is it? Uh, Always hopes, always endures. Gigi never fails. Come on. (laughs) I, I feel like if I cannot put the name of this person into that, 
I think you need to stop calling yourself Christian. Mm-hmm. I think you need to. Stop, I think you need to reevaluate um, what you're doing with your entire life because um, I teach a course called uh, Race Trader Bootcamp, yeah. um, and it is for white folks. Um, and we spend six weeks together talking about the ways in white in which white supremacy has entered our like world and you know is pervasive and like what are next steps for actual anti racism work that you can do. And so in this class, one of my, um, one of, I hate calling them students because they're not really students, but like, for lack of a better word, students, uh, said to me, like, I heard you preaching once and I have never felt so loved by the word of God before. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. I got to take a second. Cause like that, that literally brought tears to my eyes. Like, I I had to pause because even though I'm not sure I really could call myself a Christian or whatever, what I do believe and what I kind of like base my beliefs off of has been used to hurt so many people that, that having her say that I've never really felt loved by it. Mm so many different things like so like I really wish I could have reached through the phone and just like given her like a hug and I'm like God loves you God loves everyone oh my god it doesn't like I just wanted to just like be that and so like just it was just so powerful to like finally not hear that like somebody was being harmed or actively hurt by like the bible or like the words or anything like, because that is oftentimes what happens. Like Christianity has been taken and spread through harmful violence and rhetoric and Mm -hmm. like disgusting and deplorable things have come as a result of it. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I actually said this a long time ago. I was like, if people can just use the Bible to just justify hating someone, then I'm just going to use it to justify loving people. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm just going to be like, I love you. Why? Mm-hmm. Just because. Just because. Yeah. Just because you're here. Just because you exist. Mm-hmm. Because I can't allow this kind of hurt to continue anymore. Yeah. And it's because I think, like, furthermore, it's like something the course, all, course in miracles. I'm such a course in miracles junkie. I've been reading it for eight years now. But it says mm-hmm. a teacher of God only teaches that which they want to learn themselves. And so it's just like, that's what, because you and I want to learn more about that love of God, it's A, what we teach, and B, we have experienced it. And I think that there's something about someone who has had an experience of cosmic love, if you will, or that just divine understanding of God's love for us, that we're Mm -hmm. able to actually embody that and share that from our platforms and or our pulpit too, especially on Mm -hmm. a pulpit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last sermon I preached was at this this church in um, Charleston a couple of weeks ago, and people either loved it or they hated it. Some people were like, they mm-hmm. felt very loved, they felt very included. It was the, I've never thought it about that that way before, which is always right. amazing. And then there were people who were like, you're a fucking heretic. They didn't say fucking heretic because they don't say the right. F word, but they're just like, this is heresy. Right. One of them says, like, this felt more like an SNL sketch than a sermon. And I was just like, so you think I'm funny? So you think I'm funny? I was like, I was so like you think I'm funny. that is actually, it's like when, when the, when like the slander like doubles back on itself and becomes a compliment. But right, right. It was very, 
strange to me. I'm just like, I, my whole premise was like, it doesn't matter if you are a Christian. It matters that you become the Christ. It matters that you become like the teacher you claim to follow. Right. And whether, right. Because like, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to cultivate the fruit of the spirit in my life. I'm trying to be uh, what I would consider to be a disciple of Jesus. And, and how I can tell that is like, okay, well, who am I helping? Where's the proof? And then I've got it. It's right there. I can see it. I can, and not that like, you know, that makes me a good person or a good Christian or gets me into heaven, but it does substantiate a claim I'm making about who I say that I am. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like, at the end of the day, you are supposed to be doers of the word and not just hearers of it. Like, Mm -hmm. that is like, what is in the book? Like, so many times in my life, I've been like, okay, so are y'all actually reading this? Or like, are we just like, um, like, are we we're theorizing like so like I've developed this coping mechanism for when I get upset with people I like have started like writing lyrics um, to like my diss track <laughs> and so like I'm just like you know what like so like there was one where I was like mastered it once then did it again in divinity like a pipe down I talk to God every day the holy trinity and then I was like you love to talk shit, but pipe down because you only heard what pastor said from the pulpit. And I was like, cause you do not read this. You do not read this. Like I can, I can hear in the things that you say that you have not read this. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like when I was like, oh yeah, like your life is the message. And it was like, your life is also the message for me, homie. Like mm-hmm. you got to like, let your light shine so that others may see your good works. And so when you said that, like, I'm trying, like so many people are like not practicing it or they say it, but they're not like doing it. I posted this video on TikTok and it's actually sitting at like 1.1 million like views right now. <laughs> I was like, ah. And so in it, I was like, there is a version of you that died from trauma. And there was a version of you that like you created in order to survive. And so, you know, you're going to have to say goodbye to that version that you created in order to survive. But here's the thing, like there, you, there is a version of you that died as a result of your trauma. And so this one lady comes on and was like, I didn't die as a result of my trauma. I persevered, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, when I get comments like that, I like to go to their profile just to see what's hip happening. And so I go to her profile, and in her biography, it says, oh, follower of Christ, lover of Jesus, believer, all of these things. And I say to myself, and I made a video about it, but I didn't post it because I was like, you know what, I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. But I'm like, it's funny how you say you're a believer of Christ who died and was resurrected for your sins, but don't want to believe that you have died and then been resurrected in order to protect yourself in order. you li- That is literally the following of Christ. You, a version of you dying and being resurrected as a better version of yourself in order to like keep safe the inner child who is supposed to be protected and everything. So it's like, why wouldn't you want that again? Why, and also, why wouldn't you want to come back from the grave? Like, okay. to be able to understand that you, you've tasted it, you've been there, you've done that, and also you've overcome it. Like, IDK. But I, I IDK. I just like, I, like, it's like, that's like, I think for me, I'm like, that's like, that's not def- admitting defeat, that's admitting a miracle. 
happened. Exactly. That is admitting that you are aligning yourself so much with with Jesus that you are literally emulating what he did, which was die and be resurrected. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just thinking too hard about it. Or maybe I'm actually practicing it. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it was like, you know, let me walk my walk, Lord. That's also like something like I think, and maybe you get this way too, like where we're just like, we get really turned on and excited about these ideas. And we like, for me, I was not a good evangelist when I was an evangelical. Cause like, I didn't oh, want to yeah. tell people that you got to change or like, you got to give up sex and drugs and rock and roll or anything else. Right. Um, to, the, Cause Jesus is so much better. Cause like my life was boring as fuck. And also I was weird as shit. They made us into a bunch of weirdos who didn't know how Way to, weird. Like, we, like, I couldn't like, no wonder nobody wanted to come to youth group with me. I was the weird kid. But just like granted, like I was also so hungry for like spiritual things. Like I didn't know what else to do. Exactly. But all I have to say is like, I have to remember, this is what my teacher told me, like whenever it's like, you got to realize that like not everybody is on their spiritual path. Some people in right. this life, their karma is that they are here to experience what they're experiencing and go through it. And that's going to be their thing. Your job mm-hmm. is to, at least for where, from where I'm sitting, I think my job is for people who are ready and wanting to actually like have a spiritual path without dogma. That's what I'm here to help mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. to get actually mm-hmm. like spiritually free and come alive. That's who I'm here to help. And if people don't want to help, if they don't want that, like, not my business. Not my business. Not my business. Mm. I am running with endurance the race that is set for me. For me. Like, y'all got that. I don't, I don't, I don't have time for that. Y'all got that. Um, but yeah, so like one of my favorite um, pages is called Black Liturgy. Black Liturgy uh, Arthur. <sighs> I adore that page because it always helps me like really come back, really recenter, really refocus like my actual spiritual walk mm. um, and to help me understand that, yes, it is deeper than the words that I say. Like it isn't just like me talking about following Christ or doing this or doing that. It is actually about me living it. It is actually about me breathing it. And like, I just like, from them, I have spawned so many like sermons of my own where it's like, I have to write this down. I have to write this down. I'm just going to write like a quick note. And then it ends up turning into an entire like three page sermon. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Well, and, then, <laughs> and like, this is like something I think about all the time is like, what does like post church or post Christian mm-hmm. spiritual, but not religious community look like? And right. Like something I'm trying out, like I'm going to, I'm just like, I'm going to host like a meditation night in my backyard because I can and just have some people over, have some food, you know, share some, I don't know. I'm thinking like mm-hmm. a, there's a poem I want to share and yes. then do some meditation. But like, it's, but like, it's one of those things where just like, I, I love preaching too. And I love like sharing like the insights that I'm gaining from my own practice along the way so that other people can start to get like, cause that's the thing is like, for those of us who fancy ourselves teachers, like this, mm-hmm. we gotta be teaching somewhere. And I just, we don't have it because like the, the institution's just not it no more. It's not it, it's not it. It's so not it. And in, in so many ways, it's so difficult because it's not it. 
because that was supposed to be the place where like it happened but it's just like you go to school you get the seminary degree you find the church that the people support you you change the world together that was the formula that that was what i thought was going to happen and it was like none of this is happening because like even even in the church that i grew up in it was so like it wasn't funny but it was hilarious to me um because like the pastor um of the church he did something and this was when i was like maybe 12 years old somewhere between 12 and 15 and I was like, he did something. And I was like, I don't think God would approve of that. Like, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. And so like, I was like, I tried to reach out and be like, I don't think that this is right. And like everyone in the church was like, how dare you question him and all of this other kind of stuff. Fast forward 15 years later, somebody was forced into retirement for embezzling. <laughs> y'all it's um it's funny it's like how dare you quit like and that's also like how power protects itself mm-hmm. is like it makes itself yep. unquestionable and mm-hmm. makes you a bad person for questioning somebody's character i'm just like i if someone needs to question my character let them do it and if they're if i've done it. something i want to know i want to be the first person need- to know actually Mm -hmm. unless you feel Mm -hmm. like you can't come to me for some reason but my god like right i hope that my life is lived in such a way where people feel like they can tell me when they're mad at me i know right i know in the past i was an asshole and i couldn't take that kind of criticism i I couldn't take it i couldn't take it but it's like i could not take it i will say though like if it's something petty and you bring it up over a year later i'm not going to be gracious with you right it's like come on now yeah um I know we're coming up on time and I want to make sure we get to everything. I want to, A, uh, tell tell folks about the new workbook you've created because I think it's brilliant, necessary, and everyone who fits the category should pick it up. Okay. Um, so, like, literally a couple of months back, I was like, I texted my friend Megan. She's a white woman. And I was like, hey, I'm going to write a journal for white women because she's always telling white women on TikTok, like, write it in your journal. Nobody needs like. Black women don't need to hear your freaking feelings in their comment section. Um, and so um, so I was like, I'm going to write a journal and it's going to be like a workbook and I'm going to call it Stop Acting Like a White Bitch. And she was like, love it. Love the title. Yeah. Everything. That's Let's brand thing we need. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are you sure? Because I feel like that's really going to go with their throats and knowing white women. Mm, I don't know if they like their throats. Or not. Um, but like, she was like, no, keep the title. They need to hear it. And I was like, you got it. And so I was like, I have come to a very pivotal point in my relationship with white women. Um, Like a lot of black women and women of color after the 2016 midterm elections, when they were like, we're going to vote all these Republicans in office. And it was like the, the voting demographic was broken down. And it was like white women overwhelmingly voting for Republicans to get in office. And it was like, girly pop, Republicans don't like women, period. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so like, you know, when all of this stuff started happening, when Roe v. Wade got overturned, when all of this stuff started happening, it was like, yeah, girly pop, because you voted them into office. And so I had come to this critical point where, okay, like, and so I had come to this critical point where I was like, I'm not dealing with white women anymore. I'm not dealing with them. I, oh no, please, no. And because I was like, you all came from beaten down housewives 
in your ancestry because white supremacy beat the crap Mm -hmm. literally and figuratively and emotionally out of your ancestors. And then you met black and indigenous women who had womanism and you stole it. And now look at what you have done, gone right back into that because what are they doing? Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. no abortions, have my babies, just like they did back then. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? No fault divorces, stay married to me. Why? Mm -hmm. Just like they did back then. What are they taking away in Florida? Alimony. You're not getting any money without a man. When I saw them, it's like, alimony? Like, that's like one of like the, that's been around a precedent forever. And it was created to protect women who do not have access to actually getting jobs because their their fucking husbands made them stay dependent on them. But just like back then. And so I said, baby girl, Baby girl, because of what you have done, this is what is happening. Mm. And so I was like, I'm done. And so I had like a, a little session with my ancestry and I was reading the words of black women who had come before me. And the frustration of this was coming through, especially in Ida B. Wells. Mm. Um, and, in, and then when I was like, okay, good. Okay, so I'm not crazy. This is happening. Okay, and it's been happening since the 1800s, apparently. And so then I, I heard the words of Audre Lorde, and she was like, I am not free while any woman is unfree, even if her shackles look very different than my own. And I was like, if I'm not free until you're free, I will drag your ass into freedom if I have to. Like, we all gonna get Come free, on. boo. Like all of us. I'm not waiting. And I'm not waiting. Like it's been too long and my ancestors fought like fucking hell for me to be here. So like, I'm not about to lose this freedom because you want to play feminist Barbie. Like it's not happening, baby girl. Like, no. So I created this workbook and it was like, you can't shame yourself into changing. You can only love yourself until evolution is what I saw the other day. And so I was like, if I go at this with shame, 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 I'm not practicing what I preach. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this book and like the dedication was, this is dedicated to all the white women I couldn't keep as friends. I send you love every day. You are not free until I'm not free until you are. And so that was the grounding of this book. This is a love letter to you, but this isn't like the love you have experienced before. This is a love that is accountable to the things that you say, to the things that you do, and to the things that have happened to you that have resulted in you behaving this way. I'm going to give you space to unpack. I'm going to give you the grace to forgive yourself because that's one of the things that I like put in the book. I'm like, honey, if you don't forgive yourself actively, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And it's like, that's one of the things where it's like, I, it's crazy. Cause like when I started listening to God, I received a new name. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'm about to get a cool new name. And God was like, this is your new name. And I was like, this isn't cool. I, I, what is this? I, I, no, I don't want this. Um, and so it was like, I need you to, like, your part of your life being the message is your, it, you carrying it with your name. And so, like, Grace uh, became my new name. And so, like, um, so, like, I was like, okay, I have to put that kind of love into this that kind of graceful but accountable love Mm -hmm. and so all the time people tell me like it's like I'm being slapped and saved every time I listen to your videos and I'm like good good 
good because I want you to like stop the foolishness, but you're also loved. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be ridiculous, but you're also loved. Yeah. Like, always. Like, and all, always like that is, I think, like that is what the guru, the role of the guru for people. And like, I'm, you know, when I think about like a guru overall, it's like not all gurus are the sweet, you know, like I'm sitting on, I'm just smiling on my pillow. So it's like some gurus had a very severe yoke and even Mm -hmm. Jesus, I think had, you know, he's just like, listen, unless you are willing to side with the poor, unless Mm -hmm. you're willing to take up your cross, you're not going to follow me. Like he was the same way, like, you know, and what's so funny that particular, not to be Christiany, but that particular passage right before that, they're trying to dissuade Jesus from going to Jerusalem. They're trying to say, yep. don't go do this thing. It's going to be too dangerous. Like, unless you're willing to go love to these do- people and preach this thing, you know, he, he was here for a reality check. And so he was that. And so if you're here for a reality check, hi, this is my friend yeah. Gigi. Gigi's here for that. Hi. Um, hi. I want to do <laughs> one more thing. I always end all my conversations by asking the same five questions of everybody. So Gigi, Ooh, okay. are you ready to play just five things five times or just one thing five times? I am. Yes, just one thing five times. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. One, what is one thing you like about yourself? Um, I love my... Oh, you said one. Um... <laughs> I know. You never ask a Libra. Um, I love my heart. Mm. What I love my big heart. What's one thing that you're very proud of? Um, that no matter what, I've never given up. I've always picked myself back up. Even if I had to panic like eight days in a row, mm-hmm. I always pick myself back up. Yeah. What's one thing that like, like pisses you off or is like a pet peeve? It can be like really huge or like really small. Um, I feel like white supremacy is my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. What's one thing you're super committed to? Or just regular um, committed to? I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm super committed to destroying white supremacy through love. Oh my, listen, put that, destroy white supremacy through love. Put that on a sticker and on a shirt and on and everything. That's so cute. That's a good idea. I'm going to tell, like, I'm going to tell my friend who makes stickers that you said that because I'm going to tell them that you said yeah. that. What did I just say? Because I always be forgetting what I said. Destroy white supremacy <laughs> with love. Destroy white supremacy with love. I'm writing that down for real. Okay, five last things. Last thing is, um, what's one thing you want to do before you die? Um, One thing. You know what? I've been so super serious before. So I'm going to end this last one with like a cute one. Mm-hmm. I want to go hang out with some red pandas because red pandas are my favorite animal. Oh, so, oh my God. They're like... I don't, I actually looked up, like, can you have a red panda as a pet? I'm like, I. I did too. I did too. Could, I did too. I like, I'll get, I'll get, we can like, I can totally change my backyard into a sick habitat. Like. Exactly. So here's what we got to do. Red panda rescue farm. Yes. Put this into the void. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. That's uh, how manifesting, right? Yeah. Bring, it, bring it to me. Um, <laughs> Before we hang up, tell humans on the internet where they can uh, get to know you and hire you and buy your book, etc. Okay, um, you can like interact with me on TikTok. I'm past the GG uh, 2.0 on TikTok. Um, I the all my links are in all of my social media, but on uh, Instagram, I am at 
uh, the Healing Hearts underscore five five five. Um, and you can also all the links to my everything to my classes to my book to my website where you can contact me for coaching and consultation services um, is all in my bio. Um, yeah. So I think that's all. Oh, I'm on threads, but you know, everyone's on threads, I'm, but like, right, are right, we on right, threads? right. Are we on threads? Exactly. Um, exactly. What a great time. Thank you for being with me. <laughs> so wonderful it has been so wonderful like thank you so like, much like i didn't realize this was fun. i didn't realize like what kind of like you know cut from the same cloth we was but like now i'm just we like are. Just can i get like a screenshot selfie picture yeah, of us absolutely. like one two three awesome i love it conversation with my friend grace go follow her across all the social medias go buy her book especially the workbook if you're a white woman called stop acting like a white bitch available on all the platforms you can probably google it Um, but i'll also link all of their stuff below so gg grace love 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 friend i love you so much thank you for coming on the show this was so fun it felt like hanging out with a kindred spirit and that was really really nice for me so love you love you love you That does it for this week's episode of A Tiny Revolution. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review. And by us, I mean me because I'm the only person doing this thing. And uh, if you want to support this show, as because this is a one-man thing, a one-man operation, or one woman, one person, one non-binary person operation, uh, you can support me by going to patreon.com slash thekevingarcia and becoming a Patreon supporter. Um, starts at seven bucks a month, and there's perks along the way. You get a cute little membership card. There's a print. There's an exclusive t-shirt if you hang around long enough on there. And I'm going to be re- revamping Patreon very, very soon to be more regular with the exclusive content that I post there. So, so if you want more of this kind of shit, you want to plug into some cool spiritual community, we've also got a Discord channel associated with it. So come hang out over at the Crowded Table, living at patreon.com slash Garcia. Yeah, that's it. Go buy my first book. It's called Bad Theology Kills at badtheologykills.com and pre-order What Makes You Bloom at thekevingarcia.com slash bloom. All right. I think that's everything. So till next time, y'all, take your meds, call your person, shake your ass, eat something delicious, tell somebody that you love them, especially yourself, and um, call out racism um, in your everyday life. Call out transphobia in your everyday life. Stand up for yourself and your community. You can fucking do it, okay? I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.